I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Hello, everybody. Hopefully, everyone's doing well. This is Raul Ramirez with the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we keep real wrestling alive. So um, let's go ahead and just continue with some of the things we were doing. Um, so we, we, we've kind of shifted from Farmer Burns to Frank Gotch. So uh, just so you guys know, uh, Farmer Burns came first, right? So he was the um, the heavyweight champion of catch wrestling, especially for the United States. And then... Uh, they met, right? So uh, Farmer Burns actually um, had a match with Frank Gotch. So the way the the story goes is that uh, Farmer Burns was touring, right? So he was a very popular wrestler and he was touring and he he was basically taking on all comers. And I believe um, the way the match was set up in this case, uh, Farmer Burns uh, went to Fort Dodge. So this is in Iowa. And um, uh, so for these of you guys who might not be familiar with Iowa, um, Fort Dodge in particular happens to be just south of, of um, Humboldt, Iowa, where Frank Gotch lived. And so it was a few miles south. But basically there was an event where uh, – where Farmer Burns was basically challenging people, and if you could last uh, without getting pinned for over ten minutes, and then then you can win. And um, I believe what happened is that because I was so close to where Frank Gotch lived, uh, Frank had to go down there and um, try to meet Burns, and they actually he actually participated in the challenge. And um, what happened was is that I believe he was able to. Uh, not get pinned, or at least uh, last and show his strength against Farmer Burns, even though Farmer Burns was basically, uh, and we'll talk about it in the in the lesson today, because uh, um, uh, Frank Gotch kind of mentions this kind of situation where Frank, I think, would have been a little bit bigger than Burns. Uh, Burns was a you know a little bit kind of scrawny looking. Uh, more what you say like wiry or whatever and uh, uh, gotch was a little bit like thicker um definitely not like a heavyweight that we see today where it's just like uh like in pro wrestling or something like that, or even in mma or something like that where you have like a heavyweight being like really massive um no like uh, gotch was much smaller than uh what you would see today in the heavyweight division All right so anyway um that's like Burns was really impressed with at least kind of like the natural strength of Gotch, right? So um, they agreed to train after, right? 
So then that's when, and I think this is something that is not necessarily in the, the, the book that we're going we're gonna to talk about, but this is something that I think we have to kind of mention. Um, so Frank, after having trained with Burns, that's when he said he learned what he called the code of catch wrestling, right? So uh, the way things are done and, and in catch wrestling, in this style in particular, right? So uh, you don't um, you don't kind of separate these things. So I think right now, like, yeah, even people comment on here all the time, like grappling is grappling. Well, um, yes and no, right? So th- there's still different styles, right? You wouldn't necessarily call sumo wrestling the same as brazilian jiu-jitsu or something like that right so um there are many and and you see like how i've been putting out sumo wrestling videos where we can kind of see uh like there's there's different goals for sumo wrestling right basically you want to get someone out of the ring or get them onto the ground or get them to touch the ground with anything besides their feet right and but i kind of show you how you can kind of start with maybe a, a sumo takedown and follow up in a catch wrestling way. So that's usually what I try to show uh, in in the videos when we talk about sumo wrestling. So um, you can see, so like there, there's there's differences, right? And so then catch wrestling being its own style, it it is so much its own style that Frank Gotch said that there is a code of catch wrestling, right? That he learned after having trained with. Uh, Farmer Burns. And so also give you a little bit more information about that because there's a famous quote um, from uh, Frank Gotch where he says, um, he mentions that he entered a grappling competition and he won by choking somebody. And um, the quote says that uh, to win by chokes uh, was like, it's like nothing like impressive or it's like, it's kind of somewhat shameful. And it wasn't until he he learned from Burns that he learned the code of catch wrestling. So that's kind of how it goes in a nutshell. I, I, I don't have that, that exact couple sentences memorized, but that's basically the way it is or the way it went, right? So without further ado, let's go ahead and go to the lesson here. So this is the book, right, they were talking about. So uh, Wrestling, right, by Frank Gotch, the world's champion. Right. So, um, and I want to go over a specific chapter and it's called the science of wrestling. And so I want to give you some of the cool points or cool perspective, uh, from Frank. All right. So this is, this, I'll show you the, here's the book. All right. That's not Frank. That's not (laughs) that, um, that, oh yeah, that's Dan McLeod. Okay, so in the the book is actually pretty cool. It's full of really cool pictures, and especially this the beginning part where he talks about his philosophy and uh, training tips and all that. It's full of pictures of other people and kind of like to give you a, an illustrated history, so you so you know what he's talking about. So uh, that's pretty cool. But anyway, let's go ahead and uh, give you some of the point the pointers. Right, so some of these things are, are really interesting. Um, so, so one as well, let's go ahead and get started with it, right? So uh, he talks about people nowadays, which is I think this is really kind of funny because he's talking about people nowadays, meaning in his time, which is uh, the early 1900s. Um, 
he's talking about like people nowadays at that time uh, were kind of like, like say like a little bit more soft, right? Then he's talking about the ancient people, ancient grapplers. Um, so that that was pretty funny. Let, let's, let me try to find a, a direct quote here. Um, well, he starts off, I guess, with talking about the attire, right? Um, you know, and so he says, nowadays, modern wrestlers wear tights on their lower limbs, um, at least in uh, catch wrestling. And then he kind of mentions a few different styles, like the, the oil wrestling, how they wear the, the shorts and stuff like that. Um, but let me see. I want to kind of show you the the quote. Oh, okay. So, so going back to the original point, he writes here, um, again, brutality is sternly repressed today. Practically any hold or method of of procedure was allowed in the days of old. Men might strangle, gouge, or snap the limbs of an adversary provided they had an opportunity of doing so. But in a modern match, the stranglehold is not allowed as a rule. Neither is the full Nelson. Right, so, and then he says, uh, even some referees refuse to allow the arm across the mouth hold. Right, so that would be uh, basically, you know, just say if you if you snap them down and you're still standing and then uh, even if your arm is kind of in front of here, so not even under the chin, uh, a referee may or may not uh, like break it up, right? So or get your, you know, get you to let go of them because like being over here might be a little too close to being under here, right? So it's just you know about an inch difference, right? But it might be enough for some refs to tell you to stop, right? To let go or or they might even like pull your hand, right? Um, okay, so. Um, okay, so men are competing today who were before the public 20 years ago, and men may re retain near a very, oh yeah, this is, okay, so this is the other thing that he kind of quickly shifts, um, he kind of quickly shifts, so he says like, no matter what may be said, there is absolutely, absolutely no brutality attached to modern wrestling, which I think is pretty funny because what people today often say is that catch wrestling is so brutal, right? So especially someone who comes from a modern grappling uh, background, right? So modern like no gi or even gi jujitsu, uh, they talk about how uh, like just how they, they might talk about like their kind of grind or whatever, but then they also mention uh, and even some famous nogi jujitsu practitioners are on video talking about how much they hate doing amateur wrestling practice because it's just uh, so much more difficult, right? And so then, like, I, I think if anybody who's been watching my videos, uh, or at least these kind of live streams, they would know that what what they do in amateur wrestling is still, I guess, that would be considered. Um, softer than what was done in Frank Gotch's time and in Catches Catch Can rules, right? Where he also had some even more, more painful uh, pain compliance moves um, or all these submission holes that are built in, right? 
Right. So, so that's what I, that, so that was that first point. So then the next point is also, he talks about age again, where he says, uh, um, a man may remain very near the head of his profession until he reaches 50 years of age. Then he mentions a couple people, um, you know, that one guy, Jack Karkik, for instance, is 42, a top level wrestler. Uh, he mentions a few other guys like Tom Jenkins is 32. Um, he says there are those guys. Um, and it can't be denied that a man, a wrestler has reached his prime at 40. Right? The fact still remains that skill and experience go far to balance the handicap in the matter of years. Right. So um, he he mentions it, or he goes a little bit more into detail uh, in another part of the book where he explains what he thinks of, or what he, he explains what he means about uh, that age of 40 years old. So it's not necessarily um, uh, like speed or whatever like that. He, he talks about the here in particular, the skill and experience go far to balance a handicap in the matter of years, right? So then the older person, um, especially if they had been training, so not if like if you're already 40 and then you just start training, you're not automatically going to be an expert, but the person who has been training uh, regularly by the time they're 40, they have that balance of like, say like the technique and the strategy, right? So if they, what they might lack in speed, right? If that, if that's the case, they will more than make up with that whole uh, ingenuity, the whole uh, mind processing of like countering or knowing the counter to the counter, right? Or knowing all these kinds of moves uh, that could nullify any advantage that youth could bring to another wrestler so that's what uh gotch is talking about and he kind of uh, uh he explain or he expands on it in another section of the book right so that's another point there's another thing you kind of uh take into consideration uh in this next section he talks about a few of the other popular styles and how um just the little differences um so let's go ahead and skip that he just talks about like stylistic differences, um, like, like, but so like how I mentioned at the beginning of, of this live stream is that, um, again, catch wrestling is his own style. And then Frank, he kind of goes over like these different styles and how they are different, uh, especially the different popular styles of the day. So people have to remember that it wasn't only catch wrestling, even though catch wrestling was the main professional style or the most popular professional style. There were all these other kinds of styles. And he mentions uh, Cumberland and Westmoreland, uh, collar and elbow, a few other, uh, some of the jacket wrestling, um, Greco-Roman and all that. So he just mentions briefly the different styles, right? But he says, catch as catch can, however, is without a doubt the favorite style at the present time. And despite the fact that some groundwork is absolutely unavoidable, every bout is bright and interesting from beginning to end. Very interesting. <laughs> like, I, I agree with him. Right? I feel the same way. Um, um, so let's go ahead and just let him continue because uh, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm here for this, right? <laughs> so any hold is allowed excepting those previously mentioned. The full Nelson, and um, yeah, so, yeah, those previously mentioned. The full Nelson 
and the hand together with the together with the stranglehold, right? Um, and hammerlock where amateurs are concerned. So this is pretty interesting here. So like the amateurs uh, were not allowed to do hammerlocks. So just for your information, right? So um, it's kind of cool to have it mentioned here. So you guys get some uh, better perspective of that time period and also kind of like how they did amateur matches. A good wrestler is supple and light as a ballet dancer, and there is a little advantage to be gained in going to the mat and allowing an opponent to work above you, right? So you want to try to end up on top. You want to be trying to ride the person. You want to punish them, right? On the, whoever's on the bottom, you want to punish them, right? But um, let me see. He's going to get to the point where I kind of brought up a little bit closer to the beginning where uh, how I mentioned the difference in size. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's, it's in a couple sentences, but um, let me, he has a really cool sentence right here in the middle. He says, uh, celerity of movement is the life and soul of catches catch can. A quick twist and the expert has a grip on his man that he cannot escape from. And then he talks about what I mentioned earlier, the size thing, right? The story of David and Goliath may be repeated. A little fellow, a born wrestler, will be a bigger but clumsier man every time. The English wrestlers are, as a rule, found at their best uh, in the ranks of the 12 stone and 13 stone men. Unfortunately, I don't, I probably should look it up, right? Like how much, how much weight that would be. So for those of you guys who know the stone measurement, uh, I think that's like a, I don't know. I don't want to guess. I thought it was like in the teens or 20 pounds per stone or something like that. But anyway, like traditionally a lot of the British wrestlers were like around five, six, um, not very heavy. And uh, they were able to beat a lot of people bigger than them, bigger than themselves. Uh, I, also one of the things is so like um, the guy who beat uh, Farmer Burns, right? Uh, Tom Connors, like, um, Again, not not the biggest British man, um, but a, a hell of a wrestler, right? So that's that's one of the reasons why Frank Gotch mentions this whole thing about the skill. So we talk about age not necessarily being a problem or uh, uh, like a handicap, but the skill will make up for any kind of handicap. So then he talks about then even if you think size is a is a, is a like something. To take into consideration, uh, well, like he says, like the David and Goliath story, where it's like the small against the large, may be repeated and, and has been repeated time and again. Uh, where and, I, and we'll give the quote here. It's like um, uh, the a, a little fellow, a born wrestler, will beat a bigger but clumsier man every time. Right. And then I think this is where we'll go ahead and stop with what he's writing about because the next, the, the end of this uh, like chapter, it will, um, he starts talking about those mixed matches where it's like you have the wrestler against the boxer, right? So we can kind of save that for another time, but we wanted to kind of give you those, um, those points and uh, give you something to think about there. And then we can probably later talk about, um, you know, mixed matches, right? So 
but in particular, he's not talking about like MMA or anything because right, that didn't exist at the time. But he's talking about matches where it's like wrestler versus boxer and stuff like that. And so, um, actually, I did a video about that many years ago when uh, when um, Conor McGregor had that match against Mayweather because that would be more more illustrative of what Frank says about that. So maybe we'll, if you guys want to look that up, you can, um, maybe we'll talk about it next week or something, but I kind of want to just want to, I just wanted to, uh, show you about these points, um, about catch wrestling in particular from Frank Gotch. All right. So I hope you found that interesting. Let's go ahead and get to some of your questions here. There's a lot of comments already. Um, who, from Kings sagas, uh, who's the best catch wrestler right now? Um, I don't know. We gotta have it. We gotta have another Frank Gotch tournament, right? Um, uh, one of the one of the best actually is uh, Matt Tran. Um, we also have some pretty good guys here in LA. Uh, but yeah, we gotta have a tournament. So hopefully, uh, as the as the COVID uh, restrictions go down, uh, hopefully everyone can act right and you know get vaccinated or wear your mask or whatever, so that the numbers can continue to go down um, because they're going down so fast in LA. So um, we still have to be cautious and all that, but um, uh, you know, they're, they're, the cases are really going down fast. All right. So let's go ahead and see the next question. Let me see. So from Adriano Ramos, let me see. Is bodybuilding good for catch wrestling? Uh, yeah, strength and conditioning is part of it. So bodybuilding in particular, um, if you are isolating muscles and stuff like that where you're just, you're just doing uh, curls or something like that, it might not be so um, helpful, but doing like multi-joint movements, so stuff like bench press, row, row in particular, because like in, in wrestling, you know, you're grabbing someone and you're trying to pull them to you, right? So you're trying to grab the head and pull them to you to manipulate a body. Uh, those types of things, those multi-joint movements are very important, right? And they also help uh, strengthen your joints. So like pushing up, right? So like the shoulder press, lat pull down, lat pull down in particular you don't realize it where it's like, say in, in the gym, you'll be sitting down and then you'll be grabbing something above you and pulling it down. But in wrestling, since you're, since you're hunched forward, you're actually doing kind of a lat pull down movement. So you're reaching forward and you might be trying to pull someone t towards you. Like, and it, you're basically in that same lat pull down movement. Right. And then also uh, squats. Uh, and then you can be doing some of the Olympic lifts, all these Olympic lifts, uh, help your body uh, to work as a unit, right? So those are the types of things you want to be doing. Not so much of like the, we say like the vanity muscles, like the calf raises. Mm, you can do calf raise, I guess. But, you know, like usually when you're isolating a muscle, then you start getting into like the bodybuilding aspect and that um, becomes a little less useful for sports, right? So in uh, not just wrestling, but all types of uh, sports, they recommend these multi-joint exercise these multi-joint lifts All right so um yes <laughs> so you can be using uh these types of things but um uh you know don't necessarily waste too much time with like tricep extension or curls or something like that usually the multi-joint movements okay so let's see 
Okay. Oh yeah. Body journey. So, and real man strength definitely hits at 40 plus. Yeah. They always talk about that where it's like, uh, you know, the old man strength, right? They even talk about that in jujitsu where they talk about, uh, the older grapplers, right? It's just gotta be looking out for them because, uh, they're powerful, right? Uh, oh, body journey. Um, what book am I reading from? So it's actually Frank Gotch's wrestling manual. Here's the cover. All right, so wrestling by Frank Gotch, world's champion. So this um, came out, uh, I believe it was 1912. Let's go ahead and check the, let's check the thing here. Yeah. Where is it? I think it was like 19, oh, 1918, sorry, 1918. So that means it was uh, released right around the, uh, the death of Frank Gotch. So it's probably maybe just before, and then he died a little, little, actually probably soon after really. Um, uh, and this one I think is available. Like I think it's still printed or you can find a, uh, you can, you can find it. You can definitely find this one and it shouldn't be too expensive. This is, I believe this is the way it was. I think this is an original edition and that's why it's, it's all like, you know, the cover's off and everything like that. Um, but it's still, it's still available and probably not for very much. All right, and it has a bunch of cool pictures and all that, a, a bunch of cool techniques that he likes. So he kind of shows a bunch. So pretty cool. Yeah, so um, those are some of the, some of the, principles though where he talks about like the skill right so smaller guy and he mentions like the brits because the brits tended to be smaller uh at least the british wrestlers they they tended to be a little bit smaller and uh so that and then also the age right so then the age not might not being so much of a problem it is the skill that overcomes any kind of handicap or deficit that uh someone younger might uh might have any kind of a uh, advantage that someone younger might have over at least what people, what the outside person might perceive as like any youthful advantage. A lot of times that experience and technique will just uh, negate all that. So it'll, it'll avoid it out. So just keep training. You, you can continue like, um, like Adrian, Adriano was, was saying, talking about this, the bodybuilding and stuff. So strength and conditioning, um, major, major. So you got to be doing that thing. We be doing all that type of training, uh, even so. Like Frank Gotch and and Frank Gotch mentioned. I think we talked about it last time. Where Frank Gotch was taught. He was a runner. You know, he he loved just uh, running in the country, uh, around where he lived. I, personally, I can I can visualize it because uh, I've been to his hometown. He got miles of roads where it's just you can just run in one direction and uh just like <laughs> the road wouldn't end um so uh, you got to be doing these types of things and then again uh, frank's mentor uh you know uh, farmer burns he's he's all about the strength and conditioning spending what uh hours outside was one of the recommendations that uh farmer burns had he also recommended lifting and all that um so yes it's all part of the like making yourself a better complete athlete and wrestler. All these things really go into it. So of course you're definitely going to have to spend 
a lot of time with wrestling and you know sparring and learning techniques and drilling and all that but uh, what the research has shown is that the strength and conditioning aspect uh, not only will it help you become stronger it will protect your body from injury so another thing that i didn't mention yet which i have in the past right um, is the flexibility training that's all part of it as well. So you want to be doing some kind of stretching routine. It's better to stretch after you're done with your workout. Um, uh, you can stretch beforehand if you want, but usually just warming up. So like, you know, moving your body, getting the blood flowing is probably the most important thing that you need. And then after you finish, then having some kind of good stretching routine. You can do yoga if you like. Um, any, any kind of stretching routine after your workout is going to really help prevent injury so that will keep you like how frank gotch mentioned in his book you know even wrestling into like at a high level into your 50s so um you can do it right so, so let's, uh, let's try to keep that whole notion alive because um it's kind of funny that you see nowadays uh some of the commentators they they you know they they really even start talking about someone being done when they're like 30 or something like that. But with a lot of the research, we, we you know, even stuff from the strength, the, it's called the NSCA or the National Strength and Conditioning Association. You know, they show like, uh, uh, they basically do a lot of the research that we use for our Olympic athletes and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they, they show the benefits of all these things, of all these different training modalities and stuff like that. So, um, age seems to not be uh, the main age is nothing but a number, right? And a lot of times our belief in that um, is what really determines our health, right? So if we think we're old and uh, research has shown that uh, if we think we're old and decrepit, then our immune system won't function as well. Like it, our body will kind of go along with, with our, our, our mind, right? So our, like if we're, feeling like oh i'm over the hill or whatever like i'm too old for whatever your body's like all right let's uh, then uh, let's 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 start uh let's call this like like let's start shutting down right and not and not uh, repairing things optimally so just like um a farmer burns often said uh, if you guys have seen some of the older uh, live streams where i talk about his lessons like he's talking about and he calls it optimism Right, and he talks about doctors, right? Really, um, the optimistic doctor really helping patients to get better, right? So they, he kind of imparts his optimism to the patient, and then that that and actually has been quantified, right? So like the whole belief in the efficacy of any type of medical treatment, uh, it, it equates to about twenty percent of every type of treatment, regardless of what it is, whether it's you're taking some pill. Or if it's some kind of a manual modality where maybe whatever, like a, you know, physical therapy or acupuncture or something like that, twenty uh, percent of any type of treatment uh, is what we call placebo, right? So that means is like how comfortable you feel, how well, like the bedside manner of the doctor, um, the your faith in the in like the pill or the surgery or whatever uh, that accounts to about 20% of the positive outcome right so with regards to age 
if you're thinking like, oh, I'm old, I can't do this and, you know, whatever, uh, then your body will agree with you and it'll say, okay, let's not do this. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get you ready for death. Right? <laughs> let's get you ready for uh, the, the old folks home or whatever. Like, you know, so, um, and other research with regards to longevity is like uh, people who live in societies that where most of the population live older, like beyond 80 or close to 100 years of age or even beyond 100 years of age. Uh, these societies, they don't believe that they're over the hill or you know, too old, right? So then that, that's another reason why we have the research showing where it's like, if you believe you can't do something, uh, then you can't. Your bodies will be like, all right, whatever, you're the boss, all right? So, uh, and oh, so then going back to athletes in particular, so this was some uh, research when I was back, um, when I was a trainer at UCLA that came out where they talked about the only difference between an athlete and the average person is the, the mentality, right? So it is the belief that you can reach your goal. That's the, really the only difference. So they found that like, say someone who wants to run faster, if they think like, oh, I can never get there, I'm never gonna, whatever, you know, they, they have all these excuses, that is the mentality of the lay person or the average person. Right. But then the person who's like, well, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be disciplined and I'm going to, I'm going to train myself to get to run faster or to lift heavier or whatever. Uh, and the, that is the mentality of the athlete. So that is really the only difference. So, um, people who might have, might have this kind of separation right in their mind really just know a lot of times it is kind of like, it goes back down to that, the whole mindset thing. Um, where like, if, if you think you can't, then your body's like, all right, we can't, then let's just forget about it. And so, uh, going back to the physio physiology aspect. So say like, if you're, if you're lifting weights, um, so say like, if, say, say just to make it simple, like if, if I'm doing uh, bicep curls all the time, right. And so then my bicep muscle gets really big. If I stop doing that, the bicep curls, our, our brains, like if, if I stop after and like four days pass, then my brain's like, all right, he's not serious anymore. He's not doing this anymore. Let's start breaking this muscle down. So that's, that's what's, that's what's going to happen, right? So your body's not going to support what you're not, what you're not working at building, right? So if you are working at building something or we can, we can even make it work. Like if, if you're working at achieving some kind of goal, then you have to have that discipline. You have to keep doing it because our bodies really don't want to support anything that we're not using, right? So it's kind of goes back to that one point where it's like, use it or lose it. You got to be using that body. You got to be stretching it. Or gonna, otherwise, you're going to lose flexibility. Even our, our tendons will shorten. Um, so it's going to be harder to regain that flexibility later. So you got to be doing the strength and conditioning. You got to be doing the flexibility stuff. You got to be doing the drilling with the, of your wrestling techniques. You got to be sparring. So uh, it, the, kind of a lot goes into it, but I mean, if, I mean, just do it because, because, uh, uh, you know, it makes you feel better. It uh, increases uh, your quality of life, you know, improves your health outcomes, you know, your, the functioning of your immune system and all that. So uh, just, just, you know, make it your lifestyle really like, uh, you don't have to be doing wrestling or whatever, but if you can be doing the, say like if you're, if you are just a fan of whatever sport, 
you know, still be doing these types of, uh, you know, lifting weights, cardio, flexibility training, uh, because it'll just make your life better, right? So, uh, less injuries and all that, especially as you age. Okay. All right. So I think this should be good. All right. Hello, Blanche Ramirez. <laughs> uh, that, I have a feeling that's my mom. So hi, mom. Um, um, okay, so just want to let you guys know you can always become a member of this YouTube channel. Uh, you know, even $2 a month, I believe that's the lowest that we can, we can go. Uh, it just really help us out. You can also be, uh, see behind-the-scenes videos if you go, uh, if you become like a a little bit of a, the medium and upper tier members. Um, we also have our online academy, Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy, um, where you can learn in a more systematic way uh, the the style of catches catch can wrestling. So that's on our website. Just want to let you guys know about all those things, and um, you know, if you keep asking questions, you know, put them in the in the comment box below and keep real wrestling alive. We'll see you see you next time.